A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini-episode. Hello. Hi, Desi. Um, Okay, so let's get started. I actually have a lot of stories. The first story is, I guess, kind of a rip. The Wendy Williams show has ended. Did you watch the Wendy Williams show? I never watched her show, but I've seen a lot of (laughs) Wendy Williams content. I, I think her most, well, like the most recent banger, I would say, in like that I that I've seen because I didn't I don't I didn't keep up to date with her was when she said death to all of them. Yeah, she's a wild one. Uh, she's got a lot of personality. <laughs> she gets herself into a lot of trouble. I've laughed a lot at her clips. Yeah, I mean, look, she is who she is. And I don't think she apologizes for that. So I thought the weird thing was, though, obviously, if you know anything about her, she has been having some health issues within the past year and she hasn't been doing her show. They've had a lot of guest hosts. I think she had been diagnosed with Graves disease and then she also had COVID. Um, So they basically did this weird thing uh, where the show did their like goodbye post and they just posted a picture of an empty chair. There's no Wendy tribute or (laughs) like whatever. It's like you couldn't like get a nice picture of her. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's like, that's her show. There is no Wendy. (laughs) like Without Wendy. Yeah. um, I heard that for the last show, she wasn't even the host of it. No. Uh, So, I mean, it seems like something is up like maybe they're not on good terms because the the executive producer um said something like i'm sure she's doing well as if they don't they're not in contact i mean maybe she's very sick there is all that speculation i don't know that that's the case at all um but i hope she's doing well and it's definitely the end of an era for sure now (laughs) the other big news story is something related to we to what we were talking about for the past month or so, um, the staircase, there's some staircase news. Really? Yes. Michael Peterson has criticized the HBO series as being homophobic and saying that he wanted Brad Pitt Pitt to play him. I'm sorry. (laughs) Now, Uh, uh, (laughs) did he like, I'll get into some more details. Did he do an interview somewhere? Yes, this was in IndieWire, but I also saw it initially, I think, on Variety. Uh, So it's definitely making the rounds in like the entertainment news. Uh, Oh, yeah. Originally, it was for Variety. So um, look, we all know this guy is a weirdo. Someone finally interviewed him about the HBO um, docuseries that has been uh, going on for the past month and a half, I guess. And they said docudrama, docudrama. What did I say? Docuseries, docudrama. Um, so yeah, he says he hasn't watched the staircase, but he knows it's wrong, wrong, wrong. Well, how does he know? 
<laughs> he should watch it. <laughs> he says, there was this two and a half minute trailer and I turned it off after one minute because there are my children screaming at each other. And I said, what family is this? Where did this come from? So I did not watch any more. I realized I cannot under any circumstances watch this. He also slammed the portrayal of his... Um, most of the children and the actors who played them, he said that actor Dane DeHaan looks like a drugged out individual I with think bags hot. under his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's just an appalling desecration of their lives. And he said that Tony Collette as Kathleen is a screaming shrew. Well, uh, well, I thought she did a great job. But he reserves most of his ire for Colin Firth, who portrayed Peterson in the docudrama. So he says uh, that that had him especially annoyed. He said Firth did not consult with him during the staircase, um, despite Peterson saying he probably would have spoken with the Oscar winner. He said, I will forever be known as Colin Firth. It could be worse, I suppose. He's not my favorite actor. Get Brad Pitt. But to be fair, I haven't seen his portrayal, but I heard he got my voice right and my mannerisms, but he didn't capture my energy or my humor. Uh, I think he did. <laughs> Look, he should be so lucky that people think of him as Colin Firth. Like, it's just an insane uh, claim. He he nails him, and he's way hotter, and like, <laughs> like, just like crazy. I mean, it's a powerhouse cast that is portraying your life. We nonstop talked about how much we loved. It was like the first role either of us had been like, wow, he he is really great. Like, yeah. not that we ever disliked him, we just didn't know. He said to me, Colin's a great actor, but I can't think of any roles that weren't dull as dirt that he's ever played, <laughs> and that's fine. What a passive aggressive king. I'm not denigrating him, but I would have thought about talking to him. He said he wanted to do it himself, make his own creature. I thought, what are you talking about? I'm the real person. And if you want to know what I think and feel, read my book or talk to me. I don't think you're finding the real Michael Peterson if you talk to him. You're like way better off not talking to him, uh, probably. So he also thought uh, the series was wrong and salacious. But he, he didn't watch it. It doesn't matter. You can have an opinion. <laughs> he's very he's very internet age now. You can have an opinion about something you don't know anything about. You right? Not <laughs> he, he's doing what people do on Twitter, where they just read the headline. Yes, and they don't read the actual article. Also, I bet you he watched it. Like right. he seems like the type who would watch it and then say he didn't, yeah. but he, he like knows every scene. He said the rest of the gratuitous sex in the series from what I've also heard from a friend, right? Is homophobic as my trial certainly was and definitely a contributing factor in my conviction. They completely fabricated an episode with me killing Kathleen. That's really homophobic. Uh, when she finds pornography on my computer late at night, though the prosecution expert testified the computer was not accessed until 4 p.m. This created a false and fictional sexual reason for me to kill her. It's disgustingly homophobic as well as wrong. Well, I I mean, he's right that the trial was very biphobic and homophobic, but I thought that the series itself explored that aspect. Also, her finding... Um, him talking to other people about having sex, she could have been angry about that, whether it was a man or a woman. Right. If they didn't have a, an agreement. Right. I don't think that necessarily um, the, that it was guys was the bad part. 
I bet he didn't watch it. I bet he watched clips of it places and then right. that's how he formed his opinion or he read think pieces maybe. Maybe he read like recaps. Yeah. Um, he also said that it, it that was maligning Kathleen who was a kind and understanding person. That doesn't mean she wouldn't get mad and that they didn't have arguments. Right. I mean, you can be kind and understanding and still be annoyed with your spouse. Like, Did he have a comment on him eating her ass in the kitchen? Though, I mean, he, those things don't slander him. According to him? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, he didn't know he doesn't have a comment about any of those things because uh, those are those show him in a good light, to be honest. <laughs> Because he's fucking his wife yeah. and not going outside the marriage. Absolutely. Well, not, I don't, yeah, no, just that he's really uh, going off, going off on her ass. Oh, yeah. Right? He was like, going that, he, he was, He's like, I'll do anything. He ate that ass He'll at groceries. Pussy from behind. He doesn't care. Now, uh, so he he is suing or he's at least looking into that. He is like, he says, I hope there's an entertainment lawyer who can settle out of court with the production company. He's not, he's not putting any money into this, but he's like, any takers? You might as well, when you're in variety, <laughs> see if there's any entertainment lawyers. This isn't helping his case. His real goal is to stop this thing, but it's already out. Right. So he uh, says the more he hears about it, it's just awful. It's just terrible. My children are fighting. There's totally different storylines are being made. This is so wrong. I don't think the kids came off bad. And I don't think there's anything unusual that a family under that much stress would start fracturing or fighting. It's it's very normal. It's one um, of the things we talked about a lot in our Spotify lives when we recapped this series about how interesting it was to see this family unit fall apart, but also come together and yeah, struggle. And I don't, I feel like he could have been 100% objectively innocent and it still could have had that stress factor. Of course. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, crazy. I'm curious. Now I'm curious about what the kids think about the series. Well, none of them have said anything that I could see. They seem to keep a lower profile. Yeah. So that's Michael Peterson for you. Now, this headline caught my eye. I had no idea, but honestly, I'm going to give a brief rundown because I feel like this could be a part of our story that we've always wanted to do on some um, killer uh, film uh, animal actors or animal actor series. Oh, because there's a new story that is in that vain. It's not exactly uh, that, but I think it fits. Okay. So this headline is Alan Cummings missing co-star chimp found alive after owner faked his death. Where's this from? This is from Rolling Stone. Wait, read it again. Alan Cummings missing co-star chimp found alive after owner faked his death. Oh my God. Now this is a saga. We have not touched upon this case yet, but apparently this ape has been missing for a while and chimp. people chimp. Sorry. Okay. What does this article say? So last May Tonka, the chimpanzee, an elderly ape. Wait, uh, uh. chimps are apes. See, Rachel, <laughs> this you is spoke out of turn. This is, this always happens to me whenever I try and act smart. I'm, I'm humbled. Um, I never understand. I guess I should figure out the hierarchy. Like, is ape the sort of t- 
top tier and everyone is below that. I just don't know. I don't want an email. Okay. Yeah. I'm just reading the article. So go after Rolling Stone. An elderly ape who starred in George of the Jungle and Buddy alongside actor Alan Cumming in 1997 died, according to court records. The chimp has recently suffered, had recently suffered a stroke and died from heart failure, his owner, Tonya Haddix claimed, submitting a declaration and a court document to a judge that detailed how the animal's body was burned in a fire pit. But this week, Tonka was found alive, <gasps> secretly hidden away for the past year in her Haddix's Sunrise Beach, Missouri home, where he repeatedly reportedly had a 60-inch TV, an interactive iPad, <laughs> and had celebrated St. Patrick's Day among a few of Haddix's close friends, according to her. Wait, is <laughs> this Tanya Haddock woman the animal trainer? She's the owner of the animal. Okay. Well, getting to it, Rachel. I just am very, okay. On Thursday, authorities searched her home as part of an emergency court order attained by PETA, whom Haddix has been locked in a legal battle with since 2018. Faking Tonka's death was a last-ditch effort by Haddix to keep her beloved chimp after a judge ordered her to turn Tonka and six other chimpanzees to the over to the Center for Great Ape Sanctuary in Florida. So she faked her ape's death in order to keep him away from Peter. <laughs> Isn't this crazy? Why did she have to give him up? Because they wanted to put him in a sanctuary? I Sounds like think she- so, but they... I think it's, uh, I have no idea. Sounds like she gave him a pretty sweet setup. He had an iPad. He had an iPad, a huge TV. Um, but I guess before that, they... They had found some evidence that he had been neglected. <gasps> he was underweight. He was in a small cage, oh, etc. No. So I think at some point they must have gotten um, custody of him or something. I don't know how that works. Uh, maybe it's different with um, sort of that level of animal. Like, I don't know what they're called, but like zoo type. You know what I mean? Not not pets. Maybe you have more requirements to withhold when you have animals like that. And you should, if you should even be allowed to have them. So despite keeping Tonka hidden for the past year, she was finally busted when a recording of a phone call that PETA said it had received where the exotic animal breeder confessed that he was still alive but would be euthanized on June 2nd. So they busted her with a secret call. Then they went to her property. Uh, She admitted to lying about Tonka's death, saying he's been with her the whole time. She said, oh, absolutely, 100%. He's been in my house, yes. (laughs) So she kind of admitted to it. Is every person in that world weird as fuck? Yes. I mean, it's just like, well, everyone we hear about. Everyone we hear about. But I think if you want to take on exotic animals, you're a specific type of uh, person. Especially... Like, you, in your own home. In not your own like, home. Not, do you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, not like people are in that field professionally. But yeah, if you're like, here, I'm going to move into my trailer park with a tiger. Like, that's a specific type of person or whatever. Uh, so yeah, there is more to that story. But basically, Tonka, Tonka is with um better you know people who can care for him now i don't think that he got euthanized and i don't know what that is about uh but it doesn't say he did I hope it's a really did. long it's a really long story well i mean if he needs to be obviously yes i don't know what his health condition 
is, but it's a, it's a long article, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but yeah, maybe we can get more into it in a, in our animal episode so or the, animal star episode. So the animal con- so the connection is just that he was in a movie with Alan Cumming. He's, he's in a few movies. He's an animal actor. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know why they brought Alan Cumming into That's it. That's what I'm saying. Because he's he even the star of George of the Jungle. <laughs> why is Alan Cumming the... You're right. Wasn't that Brendan Fraser? George of the Jungle? Why did they bring up Alan Cumming? <laughs> Alongside, is it maybe Buddy. Maybe he was in two oh. movies with actor Alan Cumming. So Alan Cumming has a relationship with this chimp. I think that they just... Um, I don't know why they brought him into it. What about... The- I mean, there might be more in this long article... Is he a witness? I don't see. I don't see anything more about him. That was just the the grabber. I guess so to get people because he's click. In, yeah. And maybe if Alan Cumming was in both movies rather than just one, yeah. Because uh, George of the Jungle that was Brendan Fraser, 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 Fraser. Okay. I mean, it's spelled Fraser, <laughs> right? I think I've, I feel like I've never said it out loud. <laughs> I've, oh, you know, you know what could be Fraser, but I have always said Fraser. Well, because that's typically how it is. Yeah, but it's spelled differently. Yeah, don't at us. <laughs> um, and then I just wanted to say that a friend of us sent us another Rolling Stone article about Shine. He's running for Prime Minister of Belize officially. And he's he's doing press now for it. I thought he I was think, already prime minister. No, his dad was. He and was, I think he was getting into politics when we did our um, episode on him. So this is a really nice long article about Shine in Rolling Stone. If you want to get some updates. I did. I did the episode and I don't even remember what level of government he was in. I think he was just getting into it, but he, his dad was prime minister. Yes. So now he is running for prime minister of Belize and he's basically on the campaign trail. And so he did this long interview uh, for Rolling Stone. I started reading it, but I didn't get to finish it. And it's, it's good. I mean, it kind of is going to his life in Belize a bit. So if you like that episode and want to find out more, you can Google that. Another sort of Hollywood story the Rhode Island home that inspired The Conjuring sold for $1.5 million. I'm always interested in these people who buy um, haunted houses or famous haunted houses. Why would you do that? The buyer, Jacqueline Nunez, said the purchase is personal for her. It's not a real estate development. It's around my own beliefs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. So this is a Rhode Island farmhouse. Uh, the 2013 horror movie, The Conjuring, um, supposedly that that was inspired by things that took place at this house. I just watched that movie like a few months ago. So I think it initially had been sold to a Boston developer. Oh, is she the Boston developer? Yeah. And she's going to plan to open it to the public at some point. Oh, so it's not for her to live in. I don't think so. So, yeah, it was. It was up for 1.5 million. Uh, oh no, she it, she bought it for 1.5. It was the asking price was 1.2. So she got it. She there above was like a little market, bit, a little bidding war. She says it's not a real estate development though, so I don't know what she's doing. So the couple that sold 
the home to her, announced the sale on Facebook Live. She said she plans to continue the paranormal business that they started. Guests will be able to stay there and have a nightly paranormal investigation. There will be day tours and there will be live streamed events at the house. So, so she this, she this is, is going to keep it going, like I guess a as a museum. For her. Yes. The um they had bought the home in 2019 and they're going to remain involved uh, in this, I guess this thing, she says she's not afraid of the house. I don't believe the energy here is malevolent. Things will happen here that will startle me, but not harm me. I look forward to experiencing things. I don't want to be startled either. Look, just because I'm not being physically harmed, I don't want to be startled in my own home. It's a vibe for sure. Yeah. Now this is a story that several people sent me. Uh, I am not offended. It is about a pair of people who actually fell into the chocolate tank at Mars Wrigley plant in Pennsylvania. Oh my God. Yeah. So, (laughs) okay. Okay. You got sent this story and then one of our listeners tagged me in it and said, because you said, I swear this was not me. And one of our listeners said, well, was it Rachel Fisher? Oh, did she do? I think did she fall into the tank. I think it was because I had rec- I watched Willy Wonka last week and I was tweeting about it. And this story came out the I next know. day. I know. And I was like, I want to go jump in the house. <laughs> See, I was like, I was like, I didn't do it, even though it seemed like I was hankering for it. So uh, two people were rescued after they somehow fell into a partially filled chocolate tank. They were doing maintenance work at a candy factory. This was the Mars Wrigley plant in Elizabethtown. Um, Where is this? Massachusetts? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Hershey, yeah. Pennsylvania? It's not in it's not in Hershey. It's in Elizabethtown. Okay. So the two people work. There's other chocolate towns. <laughs> not just Hershey. <laughs> <laughs> the two people work for an outside contracting firm, and it's not clear how they fell into the tank. We know how they fell into the tank. If you're cleaning that tank, you're curious, yeah. don't you think? Yeah. So it wasn't clear if either person was injured, but they were taken to the hospital and evaluated. Their names are not being released. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Because to me. they're embarrassed. They're really embarrassed. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a little investigation to make sure that happened because it could be uh, dangerous. It's just funny. And knowing that they're okay, we can all have a little laugh about it. Uh, a mysterious hard object inside a catfish turned out to be a sex toy. I saw this article. I saw the dildo. I got sent this story. Look, we get sent- we get sent a lot of stories, <laughs> and it's it's an indictment of who we are as people. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this? Uh, this is from the Huffington Post. You should have seen the one that got away. <laughs> um, so these two guys went fishing on the Ohio River last week. Their goal was to um, have one of the guys land his first blue catfish. Well, he did, but his fish came with a secret toy surprise, just like Spy's ice cream. <laughs> a sex toy, to be specific. Warning, the photo below is not safe for work. That's so dramatic. I saw the picture. It's a big Oh, damn. It is a big, fat fucking dildo. Yeah. Holy shit. That is massive. It's a huge, like, stunt novelty dildo. It's really big. I have a question. Yes. After you catch this fish and discover the giant dildo inside, do you still eat the fish? Right. Because is it, like, tainted with um, microplastics or whatever? (laughs) I'm not talking about microplastics. I'm talking about someone else's pussy juice. Oh, I mean, it's been in the river. I don't care. I would still think. I would, uh, I would be thinking about where that had been. 
before. Yeah, I don't think I would care about that. I might not eat it, but I don't know that that would be my first thought. That would be my first thought. Yeah. I mean, it's been in the river so long. Isn't the pussy juice to, like dissolved? <laughs> Come on. Can we have some science? Write us in. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, they did notice that the catfish had a huge stomach. So they thought that. it was pregnant. Yes, they thought it was pregnant. Uh, maybe it had just eaten. It's common to find other fish, sometimes turtles and other animals inside the stomach. It wasn't until later in the day that he uh, pressed down on the catfish ab- abdomen and felt two hard objects that he knew couldn't be eggs. <laughs> they were balls. <laughs> they were balls. <laughs> when they returned to his home and cut the catfish open, they discovered what was bulking up the fish a foam ball, part of another fish, and oh, a fairly large-sized dildo, or as Kayser referred to it, the other object. <laughs> he wouldn't even say what it was. Yeah, there is like a big foam ball as well. Damn, how? I mean, catfish must be fucking big. That's crazy. That's like, you know, you like never have seen a fish. You just eat them. Yeah. And then you see it and you're like, that's hideous. Yeah. And it's also like huge. Yes. All you the just time. assume they're all like the little fishes you see like in cartoons or something. I just ate catfish a few days ago. Oh, it's good. Where'd you get catfish? At Gelson's. Oh. I cooked it myself. Damn. Catfish. I love cooking catfish. I like it too, but I, I honestly don't know that I've ever made it. Um, it's very easy. So, yeah, I mean, this this got a lot of attention on Facebook, and obviously it made all the weird news sites because there's a dildo involved. Right. What's, what's better than that? Now, this last story is a food and wine story that is uh, wild. It is Petty Hall of Fame uh, school uh, story. Someone threw used coffee cups on a couple's front yard for three years and they finally got a, an apology. Now, this could be a Mysteries and Macabre episode because it was a true mystery. For three years, an elderly couple in Lakeview, New York, dealt with a bizarre problem. Someone would drive by their house every night and throw a McDonald's coffee cup on their front lawn. <laughs> now, a year after the culprit was caught, the couple finally got the closure they were looking for. A reimbursement of the funds they spent trying to identify him and an apology. I like that they spent money trying to see who it was. Like, that's funny. The story of the great cop caper grabbed national attention when the Buffalo News reported on Edward and Cheryl Patton's bizarre plight. Back in 2018, the first incident appeared, a McDonald's cup thrown in the darkness of night from a passing car. The littering escalated to every day, usually with one or two McDonald's coffee cups and sometimes soggy cigarette butts. They collected the cups as evidence of 10 (laughs) trash bags over 300 cups in total. Why would you keep it? But despite investing in security equipment, they were never able to identify the license plate. I just picture them out there every night, like with binoculars. (laughs) Finally, after appealing to their neighbors and the police for help, they caught the litter and it turned out to he, that he had a motive. Oh. Mm-hmm. Larry Pope had worked with Cheryl Patton at Fisher Bus Service, with Patton describing Pope as a nemesis since they often butted heads over union issues. Wow. Pope was charged with harassment and cited for a traffic infraction for throwing refuse on a roadway. He received probation and community <laughs> service. He gave the Patton's restitution of $2,776 to cover the money they spent to identify him. Uh, look, I, I can I just say, <laughs> I don't agree with this guy throwing coffee cups on their lawn, but I also think it is wild that he actually was made to pay 
this money that they did for their own private investigation. Also, I need to know if the quote unquote victim was pro union before right. I sympathize with her. Right, right. I need to know was the coffee cup thrower pro union and was the couple anti union or yeah, vice versa? Because then it's like not a crime. Whose side am <laughs> Whose side am I on in this story? Absolutely, they don't say it because I do feel like that's important information. It is. They should have said that. Um. So yeah, he's. This this seems like a big story uh, where they live, and it's just now they'll have to find something else to keep them uh, occupied. <laughs> <laughs> I I just like to think that at some point one of either the husband or the wife got like was less enthusiastic about finding the culprit over time, and they had little fights about it. This is also one of those things where once you are invested, you cannot let down. But I'm saying, yeah, that I believe one of the people in this couple was way more invested than the other. And it caused like, they would have little spats about it. Oh, totally. I mean, who knows? This is like a Coen brothers movie, right? Like obviously it can escalate in more crazy ways. It's right. uh, I agree. And I'd also love to know why she didn't like, she must've at some point thought like, who could be doing this to us? Like, who are my enemies? And she, she never, maybe she never knew that Pope considered her his nemesis. <laughs> Like, we might all have a nemesis and we don't even fucking know. I think we do. Like, someone who has this weird, petty grievance with us. Right. We might not have even done anything, but they have taken it as a slight. Or we did do something not knowing it was something, or we did something, like, you know, bitchy in the past that we didn't realize was a much bigger deal than it was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's all the stories I got. Great. We'll be Uh, right back. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Desi, what are you watching this week? I am finally caught up on the boys. I rewatched, I loosely rewatched all the first two seasons. Luckily, they're only eight episode seasons. Yeah. So over the past week and a half, I kind of watched it when, before I would go to sleep because I have seen it. I just kind of had to half see it. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I would fall asleep and just start up even if I didn't watch the episode. Like, that, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I've been doing this week is rewatching the first two seasons of The Boys because Desi and I both had the same experience. We went to watch season three, which just came out, and we were like, I don't remember any of this shit. You know what? Once I started, I started watching the first episode of season three last night, and I was just like, oh, everything makes sense. Like, so it did help me. Yeah. Um, and I just had... I mean, I could have read a recap probably and it would have been fine, but I didn't have anything to watch anyway. So, so I'm watching that. I'm also my other, one of my other favorite shows is back for all mankind. I think the second episode is out this week. That is on Apple TV. I really love that show. The first episode had me in pain. I was fucking, it is so intense. This is one of the most stressful shows ever. Really? It is so stressful. Like this opening episode was so fucking stressful. I was just like gripping myself for like the last 15 minutes. Does it get better after the first episode of the first season? Because I watched the pilot and I just was like, so I felt like nothing happened. I mean, I don't know. I love it. So (laughs) I I liked the first episode. Yeah. I mean, a a lot of shows are slow at the beginning. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe you just don't like it too i don't know yeah um it's really tense though it's like it's like it gets very fucking stressful because space shit is scary to me (laughs) when stuff is going down so they do go into space yes okay so maybe they're just i mean maybe it is slow i just don't remember i think it was just all set up and i don't know because it's like a it's like a revision history revisionist history so they might want to establish like what's going on so we know it's not what's happened in real life. Yeah. Um, but it's close. No, every, I was in tears in season two at the end of that season, that season, it was so stressful and I was so sad. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it's really good, but maybe it does take a few to get into. Uh, I hate, I always hate recommending things like that. Like you got to watch 15 episodes and then it really gets going. Right. I don't think it's like that, but, um, I don't know. I, I so that's back and I'm watching that. Um, I think that's, <laughs> I did this thing, which, which I do like every three years, I try to watch Oz and the leftovers. <laughs> like I, I try to start, I swear to God, I do that every fucking three years. Cause I was like, I should like leftovers and Oz and I might like them, but I don't know why I just never get drawn into them. Well, first of all, Oz is very old looking. Yeah. So when you turn it on, it's like, this doesn't look like HBO. It's like before HBO was HBO, really. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, it's not that. It's just that it's like from 20 years ago. I know. But the look of it, it just doesn't look like HBO. Like the quality is like, the the credits are like, 
I, I can't explain it, but I feel like it's like a little bit of a turnoff. Because they had like one truly prestige TV show on at that time that was a drama and that was The Sopranos. Yes. Anyways, that's my point, though. It doesn't right. look like HBO shows. Like every they, HBO show is very polished. Now, now. they are. Yes. Yeah. So I understand that it is an HBO show, but it looks just like it was on Fox TV or something like and I'm sure it's really good. I just I don't know why I can't get into it. And then The Leftovers. I have watched the the pilot of The Leftovers probably <laughs> six times and I always fall asleep during it. And uh I just never pick it up again. I watched the first season of The Leftovers and then I watched like half of the second season and I just was like, where are we going with this? It's weird because it's like a show on paper that I should be really into. Uh, and I just can't. I just, it doesn't grab me. I don't it, know why. It, 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 it was okay for me. I think it could be knowing that a lot of people I know have said they've watched the beginning and at some point they fell out. So part of me is just like, well, I'm probably just going to fall out anyway. Like, why even bother? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I can't. Yeah, that's it. I don't have anything too exciting I outside think of that. You have to push through Oz because you have to see Chris Maloney bend over and pull his butt cheeks apart. Well, I've seen that. I mean, I've seen all those his butt pick like butt clips. <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't seen it in a dramatic context. No, I have seen clips of Oz, him and Oz. Okay. I have for sure. Okay. So that's probably all I've seen. And I don't, I, I feel like, I feel like that's all I've seen. And I think he like, isn't even on the series after a few years or something. Right. Uh, but in my opinion, he is always in the sh- series with his butt show. Like, that's <laughs> all I know about it. Right. And there's so many actors in it that I love. So I do feel like I'm, I might give Oz a, another chance, but leftovers, I feel like I've given enough chances. Yeah. Um. So, like Justin Theroux is hot, but what can I do? I just can't get into it. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I'm watching. I feel like I started some weird <laughs> reality show. I oh, can't remember. Okay, go. Um. Yeah. Just picking. Just just picking back up. The boys, that's it. Same story as you, like I said. Nothing that interesting to report on. I had COVID, so I could only watch like old Law and Order episodes. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier, or I mentioned on Patreon that I rewatched Breaking Bad for the fourth time because that's all I could handle. I couldn't yeah. take in any new information. You know what? Still my favorite show. Still my favorite show. Still good. Fourth rewatch, still good. Yeah. Still great. And I'm very, I'm just gearing up. Like everything now is just wasting time before Better Call Saul comes back for me. Yeah. Like I did start rewatching Breaking Bad because I was curious how Better Call Saul would color it for me. Here's, we talked about this a few weeks ago or a few months ago or whatever. We were sort of wondering how many people out there have only seen Better Call Saul and would it work to watch Better Call Saul first before watching Breaking Bad, which I guess you can't really do because Better Call Saul isn't finished yet. But I mean, you could do that in the future. Well, you might also be like, well, where's Saul for like a few seasons? (laughs) Well, Saul doesn't show up in Breaking Bad until season two. Yeah, so you might be like, where's Saul? Because he's the star. Right. I think... I think you should watch, and I think that I think Vince 
and Peter. I'm on a first name basis with them, obviously. <laughs> I think they intended Breaking Bad to be watched first. I think that's the curve. I mean, even though they say and they Vince has said a million times, like Saul is can't is like a, a standalone show. It can be a standalone show. Right. There are a ton of Easter eggs, and also there is a ton of references you might not get uh, in Better Call Saul or whatever. But to be honest, I forget so much that I probably don't see them either. (laughs) Right. And it's still a very good show. But like you said, upon doing this more, more recent rewatch of Breaking Bad, it does color your opinion about characters in Breaking Bad in a different, or you do look at things differently. Yes, You do look at things a little differently, which is part of why it's like, I was completely entertained revisiting Breaking Bad for the fourth time because like, well, I mean, like a major one is that you have no idea of the backstory between Gus and the guy with the bell. Right. Like that is, um, we have no idea. We just know they like, we know like enough that there, there is a very important flashback of Gus and Hector Salamanca in Breaking Bad, but it's just that that's the backstory we get. Yeah, it's a snippet where you it's enough to get it. But I mean, this is like seasons long, right? Better Call Saul. Like, right. I mean, that's basically the whole well, base B story or whatever. We even even learn the origin of the bell. Yeah. I mean, that was when when I found the bell, I was like, I didn't know. Like we had no idea why that was that was what the bell meant. Yeah. Who gave him the bell? I mean, that's an interesting thing to think about, too, is like, did they have that origin story in their minds when they wrote Breaking Bad? Or was it invent? Did they have to go back and be like, how did he how did he get the bell? Let's put that in episode four or whatever. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, because the first because the first like because early in Better Call Saul, Hector is like walking, talking. He's not even in that chair. Yeah. He's completely, uh, yeah. He's. I mean, in 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 Breaking Bad, he can't speak. He is in a wheelchair, uh, right? And he like lives in this weird house in the middle of nowhere, right? But, like, but he also lives in a nursing home. That's right. Well, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting to think about what their process is writing a prequel. I think obviously Walt is like a monster. But he really, you really, like, upon this fourth rewatch of Breaking Bad, I was like, Walt, you piece of fucking shit. Like, he really, he really pisses you off on the fourth rewatch. I'll tell you that. Well, I bet you it's because rewatching it, you know where it ends. So you start seeing the signs of that behavior early on that you might not have thought was, you might have been like, oh, well, he's, you know, he's still a good guy. <laughs> like, you might probably make more excuses for him early on. Like, yeah, but also because you're so invested in Saul's story that you just see how everything unravels and you're like, you know, Saul was a scumbag, but he didn't deserve this. Yes. Uh, so it's definitely God interesting. damn it, Walt. <laughs> I, I actually recently watched a prequel before the original. I watched Annabelle Creation. Oh, really? And then I watched Annabelle. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, it was unintentional. I don't even remember why. I think I thought I had seen Annabelle. It was like stupid. But it's funny because the end of Annabelle Creation is literally the beginning, or it's like a version of the beginning of Annabelle. So they play right into each other yeah. almost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, look, I, I like watching prequels after because I feel like it adds this new dimension. 
Yeah, and there's obviously certain things that if you watched, if you were to watch Better Call Saul after or before Breaking Bad, like say you just watched Better Call Saul and then like in August or whatever when the series is over or September when it's over, then you picked up Breaking Bad, you'd have all this like weird context, but you you would also have all these like, it would just be different reveals. It would be a continuation of the story in yeah. a way. And then you watch El Camino which Brendan is in. Is that after Breaking Bad? El Camino is the sequel, unofficial, like, or not unofficial. It's like the epilogue. It's the official epilogue to Breaking Bad. And it's, it's good. I have to finish watching my rewatch of Breaking Bad. I think I'm on like season three. Yeah. It's I, just, I'm, when, I'm with Jesse when he's dating that girl. Oh, that's season two. Is that two? That's two. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember if I finished two, but yeah, that's where I am. <sighs> it's so good. It's so good. It's, it also like, it just makes other T for me, it makes other TV shows. I'm like, what am I even doing? Like nothing's ever going to compare, which is why I'm like Vince Gilligan, like, please Vince, babe, Vince, babe, please continue <laughs> the better call Saul breaking bad extended universe. Although that makes me nervous. I don't, I have complete, I'm, I'm, I have never had more faith in a showrunner before than I have in this guy. I've never, or the, and the writers, because there's never been a bad season of either of these two shows. And the finale, the series finale of Breaking Bad is like one of the great finales of TV history. Yeah. I just have faith. I just have so much faith in them. Even people, I was, I was, I was healthily skeptical when they announced Better Call Saul was coming out when right. Breaking Bad was wrapping up initially. I think a lot of people were like, oh, like, can lightning strike twice? Well, it did. It right. struck twice. And to the point where a lot of people think Better Call Saul is even better than Breaking Bad. I would be down with like a Gus-centric one. Like a Gus origin story? Yeah. I, I would that too. Would be good. In the past? Yeah. Um, or more Kim, like a Kim origin. Well, we, we kind of get we, into We don't that. know what's going to happen to Kim. That's true. Um, so yeah. When is that coming out? July? July. Ugh. I'm telling you, I'm just wasting time before then. Yeah. I mean, I have stuff going on in my life, but <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing as exciting as <laughs> better call Saul coming back. It's pretty stressful because I don't know what else I'm going to watch. Like when is succession back? <laughs> like when is like, I just feel like there hasn't, we've been in a dry spell. What about the Game of Thrones prequel? I'm excited about that. Is and that I Jon know Jon Snow. No, but that is weird that they're also doing a Jon Snow, another Jon Snow story, but they're, they're doing the Targaryen house oh. prequel hmm. for Game of Thrones. And a lot of people, most people I feel like are groaning about it because Everyone hates the eighth season so much. Right. And they have no faith in... They do not have faith. I don't care. I don't care if it's garbage. I'm just excited for new content. I don't care if it's garbage. I'll watch it. I'll watch anything. As long as they keep the explicit nudity and adult themes, I'm happy. I'm ha And violence, I'm very happy with it. I mean, I want a story. Of course I want a story. <laughs> but I, I just... I can get nude pictures online. <laughs> It's not about getting turned on. It's about it's about it being exciting and salacious the way that Game of Thrones was. Yeah. Um 
The other thing that's coming back is Westworld. That's coming back in um, August, I, I think. I bailed on that show a long time ago. What? It's just so bad. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, not like, it's too complicated for me. It's like, it's not worth the brain power. It just, <laughs> it's too, like, I liked the first season. Uh, and I think I may have watched the second season. I think I, I can't remember where I bailed, but I was just like, eh. Like, I just stopped watching it. It wasn't yeah. even a plan. I just didn't care Oh, I love anymore. it. I love Westworld. But I do, uh, the, the third season, the last one that we had, it, like, I just missed. Oh, that's the one I didn't watch. Okay, that one was very complicated. I had to read a recap immediately after every episode. Because yeah. I was like, what just happened? Um, I just wish they would get back to the park. Like, I just want to go back to the that's park. That's what I think I didn't like. Because right. I liked the park ones. And the second season wasn't as good as the first. But it was still watchable. Yeah. And yeah, the third one was just like, what? Come on. They're like in a I'm city. T- I don't want to watch this. I just remember the opening episode. She was like in a glass house or something. Right. I was just like, I can't. You want them to be. I don't in, care about that. I want to see all the hijinks at the park. Yeah, you want to. You want to see them in the Wild West or whatever, or a different park. Yeah, it's like uh, that's what each season should just be a different theme. It should be. I agree. That's it be. It's like just make it for dumbasses <laughs> like us. We'll watch it. We'll watch it. You do it for science people. They're gonna get really critical <laughs> about how it doesn't really make sense. Make it for dumbasses who just want a soap opera with robots set in like fucking marine world or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll never question your science. No, we don't no. fucking care. No. Yeah, we want marine world. <laughs> We want rich people paying to go to this world, fuck around, play cowboys and Indians or whatever they were doing in the first season. What was the second one? They did go to like... It was like, like some other they place. They were like in the Shogun era right. of Japan. That's right. But they were also still in Westworld. Yes. It was like a combo. Uh, but yeah, that was like the first season was perfect. Yeah. Because it had the storyline. It had some people. There was like a there was like a battle between these two people or whatever. That was like one of the storylines. And then you had the girl, like it was perfect. Yeah. Um, and then you had like a little bit of a reveal, like that's the man in black or <laughs> like, there was like a little bit of that that yeah. people could have. Oh, it was great. Yeah. So th- I liked the first season, yeah. even though it was still, there was like issues, but I didn't care. I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, well, whatever. maybe if they switch things up and I don't have to have watched the third season. Speaking of breaking bad, Aaron Paul is going to be back for season four of Westworld. Oh, was he in season three? Yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you know, well, maybe they should just be like, let's just go back, make a, um, whatever like fantasy land like it's like disneyland that's what i want <laughs> yeah there's Pick another area they only have showed us like three of the seven parks or whatever that do exist. you know what the other ones are no i okay. don't so we should do like we could do like uh world war ii or something well, actually that is one of the oh it is so okay. maybe maybe they've shown us like four there's a um there's like a colonial india oh park like a British colonial India park. There's World War Two. There's there's it's the all going to be kind of masculine oriented things, right? Because men want to go fight. They want to like parks. hurt people. Yeah, and they want to be rich tough guys. guys. Yeah, yeah. So they're all kind of that kind of theme usually. But like, where's medieval land? Ooh, like, you know, they should do a Game of Thrones crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Look, nowadays 
they would for sure have a Game of Thrones land for of these course. people to go in. Yeah. It's a, it's a no-brainer. We should call HBO. <laughs> get on the line. Yeah, get get on the horn. Seriously, HBO. That's genius. We should. <laughs> that is truly because it's like, of course they would have that right now. What if the prequel to break to <laughs> to to um Game of Thrones is actually just a re- Westworld crossover, and you don't know, and you don't know until, until, like until the, twist. the twist. You don't know until the twist at the end of and the then season. Everyone would be like that gif of Weebay <laughs> in the in the wire where he's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, whoa. <laughs> Where his mind explodes. That's, that would be like, everyone would be tweeting that. If, <laughs> if that, okay, do not copy, copyrighted, do not steal this idea. But TM. This is TM, <laughs> trademark, copyright, R with the little circle around it. Look, this we is, know how to make television for dumbasses who will watch. There are dumbasses yeah. all across this country. We don't need complicated science no just make it sciencey sciencey because <laughs> i do enjoy sciencey i do too but if it's too if it gets too in the weeds for me i drop out right and then you're just you're you're, you're catering to one percent of the population who is then going to criticize what you've done right <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just saying um best idea we've ever come up with on this show very good um so yeah food I'm still dreaming about Fudgy the Whale. I'm like, yeah. It's hot tonight. It's very... It's a it's, hot night. It's been warm in LA lately. Uh, so we're planning some things, I guess. Possibly a dinner party and maybe a restaurant yeah. in the near future. And you sent me the Olive Garden cake. To be honest, okay, when you... D- s- clarify that. <laughs> Clarify that so people don't think I actually sent you a cake no, from Olive she, Garden. It was a picture. I sent her a memory, a, <laughs> memory. A memory from a year ago. It, last June. Was it last June when we went out to the... Yes, al- that's probably why you got the memory. Because that was like our pandemic And I remember it was restaurant. June. It was like, oh, we're going to our big rest. Like we haven't been right. indoor eating in like a year and so we went to the Olive Garden and we got chocolate lasagna for dessert. And it was And here's good. the saddest part. When you sent me that picture, my first thought was like, she went to Olive Garden without me? I thought you were there again. No, you and you sent me the picture and then I realized it was what we took. But that's like, that was like what you were telling me earlier before the show. My rage had already gone up. And then when I realized what it was, I was like, oh, it's from last year. <laughs> I was like, so I was like, how, how could you fucking go to Olive Garden without me? That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell are you going to Olive Garden with? It's like cheating on you. It's like literally like there's no one else you're going to Olive Garden with. Maybe Allie, but like, or someone like that. But I'm inviting you too. Yeah. I mean, it would be like really weird to me if you went to Olive Garden. I can just see you like fuming and like a single tear goes down your face. All around me is familiar places. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it was like that. Was, I definitely was like, what? No, like, I, w- this I would is never. <laughs> I would never go to Olive Garden without you, Desi. So yeah, I haven't had anything too exciting, but uh, I did buy. I did the classic thing where I did buy a lot of vegetables, mm. and they are sitting in my drawers. Yeah, how'd that <laughs> work out, Desi? Well, you know what? They're not bad yet. So hopefully, <laughs> I could make a bunch of dishes this week, this weekend. <laughs> I bought a lot of mushrooms, so I got to cook them. 
You know why? I saw an Instagram ad and it looked really good. It was like a mushroom and um, a warm mushroom and asparagus salad. Okay. And I was like, oh, I'm going to make that. Yeah. And I, I bought three types of mushrooms. <laughs> and mushrooms are going to go bad fast. Yeah. I need to they use get slimy. them. They And then... Do you know what I did? Because I was at the grocery store the other night. And I got corn because it's like, oh, I got it. I'm, I'm like stressed because it's like I have, there's all this summer produce I need to eat right I now. Know. So I got corn because I'm like, I'm going to make a corn salad Ooh. with avocado and jalapeno. Did you? No, not yet. But the avocados, honestly, I'm going to have to make that corn salad tonight. I was just thinking I bought some avocados and I actually think they're ripe right this second. No, I'm So stressed. they'll be all brown tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to either need to do something tomorrow morning yeah i don't know what avocado toast for breakfast avocado toast uh why did i it's it's so crazy why will when will i learn i want too many vegetables i have a crown of broccoli in my crisper right now that's i like, just threw a head of cauliflower into my compost i didn't aw. even make it it was too brown <laughs> you know it gets those blotches yeah, everywhere. i'm like yeah. i can't i'm not gonna get the cheese grater and grate those because some people were like, just get the cheese grater. I'm like, yeah, but then it doesn't look good. It's flat parts. <laughs> Wait, Florets. that's what they say? To cut yeah, the brown? to like get the cheese grater and grate off the brown parts. But it's like, doesn't it seep through? I don't know. <laughs> just was like, I'm not in the mood. It's compost. I'll put it in my garden. Yeah. It'll work. Give it back to the earth. Give it back to the earth. So, uh, yeah, no. I mean, I'm going away in July. Me too. So I'm kind of planning some meals are there i just don't feel like cooking when the heat comes i don't feel like cooking that's the bottom line i'll be in philly so i have a lot of meals planned already so we'll have some meals to talk about the next month yeah we will and and maybe even the next week yeah i'm going out to dinner with brendan this weekend on sunday where to that Japanese, the, <gasps> no, not that Japanese. Just let me fucking finish. Just let me finish. I'm going to the Japanese place next door to that place. That's like the lesser or well, the more it's like casual. More casual. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a dish I've been craving all week. The pancake. It's called okonomiyaki, and I haven't had it since I was 13, and I was actually in Japan. What is that? It's like a pancake omelet with like all like stuff, like vegetables and shrimp inside. Mm. And then it's has okonomiyaki sauce, which is like kind of similar to like eel sauce on top and like Kewpie mayonnaise also and bonito flakes. Yeah. It's really good. And I haven't had it in like over 20 years. So I've just been craving it. Hi, Brendan. Okay. Do you want to say hello to our listeners? He's shaking his head now, but he says hello in his heart. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. (laughs) I don't want to put that on him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.